Thank you for tuning in to Voice Epilepsy Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Davidson. On Voice Epilepsy Podcast, we will discuss health and wellness, education, employment, lived experience, and all things epilepsy. Hello, everyone. I'm, my name is Sonia Ali, and I am the Provincial Manager of Programs and Services at the BC Epilepsy Society. I am joined on today's podcast by Christine Jamison, who is an impact speaker with the BC Epilepsy Society and is a person living with epilepsy who holds the titles of Miss BC 2018 and Miss Canada 2019. Welcome to the Voice Epilepsy Podcast, Christine. Thank you for having me, Sonia. Today, we will be discussing how things in daily life might be affected by epilepsy. As epilepsy is unique and affects every person that has it in different ways, changes in your daily life really depend on your epilepsy. If you have controlled seizures, your daily life may not be affected as much as it would be if you have frequent and uncontrolled seizures. That's a great point, Christine. Why don't we talk a bit about how your daily life changed due to your epilepsy? For example, did your epilepsy affect your driving at all? Yes, it did. With driving, the law in BC, where I live, states that people living with epilepsy can only drive if they've been seizure-free on medication for at least six months, or if they have been seizure-free after epilepsy brain surgery for at least 12 months. For me, even though I have my license and can drive now, when I bought my house, I made sure that it was close to public transit for easy transportation if I'm ever unable to drive. Other options for people living with epilepsy who are unable to drive uh, can be using um, rides from family and friends, carpooling, taking a cab or taxi, and using ride-sharing services such as Uber and Lyft, which are now available in some parts of BC. Thank you for sharing, Christine. Did you experience any changes with things like cooking or preparing meals? Yes, I take some precautions in the kitchen to stay safe. Cooking is still very much possible for people living with epilepsy, but devices like slow cookers, instapots, and air fryers make it much safer safer as the heating elements are all self-contained. I also try whenever possible to buy pre-cut vegetables and fruits to reduce the using of a knife and lessen my risk there. Something else I do is use cooking appliances like ovens with timers that turn themselves off automatically to reduce the risk of burns. These all sound like great ideas for people to implement. For people living with epilepsy, it's recommended that they do not take baths and instead take showers. Is this something that you experienced, Christine? Yes, taking showers is much safer than taking a bath. However, it is important to keep in mind that there's still a chance of falling and injuring yourself in the shower and even potentially drowning, which is why it is important to keep the door to your bathroom unlocked when you are showering and making sure you have someone close by in case it does happen. Thank you for those suggestions, Christine. Did you experience any issues in regards to dating or relationships? I'm glad that you asked this, Sonia, as I'm part of several Facebook groups with women living with epilepsy, and this is actually one of the most commonly discussed topics. When telling a potential partner about epilepsy, keep in mind that it is up to you when and if you want to disclose. I talk to my partner about my epilepsy, including what my seizures look like, what triggers my seizure, what they should do if I have a seizure, and what if any effect my epilepsy could have on our relationship. 
Thank you for sharing, Christine. Did your daily life change at all due to your epilepsy medication? Yes, because my, one of my seizure triggers is missing a dose of medication. And I know it's also a major trigger for a lot of other people. I had to make some changes in my daily routine to remember my medication. You should take your medication at the right time and correct dosage as prescribed to you by your healthcare provider. It is also important to inform all healthcare providers you see, including those in walk-in clinics, about your epilepsy medication as it can have interactions with other medications that may cause them to be less effective. That is great advice, Christine. In terms of stress, did this affect your daily life at all? Yes, because one of my seizure triggers is stress, and I do know that it is a major trigger in a lot of other people. I do many things to manage my stress, like write out a to-do list so that I know everything that has to be done and I can stress less about it. I also do yoga, meditation, and breathing exercises regularly. And I try my hardest to not put myself in stressful situations with work and family. Thank you for sharing, Christine. Does the effect of seizures on sleep affect your daily life at all? Yes, because one of my seizure triggers is a lack of sleep, and I know it is also a major trigger for other people. I have to ensure that I get at least eight hours of sleep a night and keep to a regular sleep routine, which means no super late nights or super early mornings. Naps are also a very common thing for me. Anytime I feel tired, I take it as a sign from my body to pause, rest, and take care of myself. Thank you for having this conversation with us, Christine, and sharing some of your life experiences. Thank you, Sonia. Thanks for tuning in to the Voice Epilepsy podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our BCES and I'm a Voice for Epilepsy Awareness social media platforms. In closing, remember, you matter and you are not alone. Make Thursdays our Epilepsy Date Night with Epilepsy Voice podcasts.